Son and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. This prayer we just made now has been a prayer that for ages the church has expressed her faith in the mystery of the Holy Trinity. Where we conclude and constantly come before God in the mystery of the one God, but in three persons. And so we constantly, in faith and love, recognizing the unity of the three persons, ascribe with glory, when we say, glory to the Father, glory be to the Son, glory be to the Holy Spirit. And we say, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall it be, world without end. That prayer is so powerful. That prayer is so powerful. It captures the feast of today. This great solemnity we are celebrating, Holy Trinity Sunday, a day again, we refresh our minds. And reconnect ourselves to the mystery of the one God in three persons. And also to recognize the effable love of God that has been given to each and every one of us to be part of the Tritanian community. This is a great mystery of our Christian faith. Because God himself manifested himself to us in three persons. In God the Father, he made himself to be the creator. In God the Son, he manifested himself as the savior, the intervention God, who has come to give us life. In God the Holy Spirit, we see a God who has manifested himself ever to be with us by his spirit and to continue to sanctify us, to bring about the reality of the unity of the three God, 
the holiness of the three God and the essence of the three God, in which all of us were created in his image and in his likeness. This is to remind us that the Father, the Son, and the Spirit are one, walking in unity. Walking in unity. They are never separated. Though they, each one is distinct in divine persons. Unity in essence. Distinct in divine persons. They are all distinct or have one essence. One reality. Is one God, but manifests himself in the wondrous and mysterious grace of persons. And all that is done because of us, that he may open himself up, that will become what? Part of him. Living with him. Finding his love in his persons. Himself created us as persons. To get a sense, we see this replicated even in the human family. When God created man, man was one. Man was alone. He said it's not good for man to be alone. He made the man to sleep. And from the man, he brought out the woman. You see? And from the man and the woman, children are given birth to. So to a great extent, there's some mystery of the Trinity at work, even in the human family. The first reading points to us this wonderful and mysterious God who is poised beyond measure to accomplish a wonderful and a mysterious work of the task of salvation when he spoke to Moses. And hence, he encourages us to obey his commandments. To obey his commandments. To live up to the dictates of his demand from us. Look at what he said in that first reading. Know therefore this day and lay it in your heart that the God, the Lord is God in heaven above and on earth beneath. There is no order. Therefore, you shall keep his status and his commandments, which I command you this day, that it may go well with you and with your children after you, and that you may prolong your days in the land which the Lord your God give you forever. You see, so we must work with him. We must work with him. In the second reading, Paul again, more or less, identifies the Holy Trinity in his words when he says, we are led by the Spirit. All who are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. And we are co-heirs with Christ. So he identified us as the children of the Father. And we are children of the Father, not just by words, but by his spirit that leads us. And he now says, we are co-heirs with Christ. We are in partnership with Christ. We are in fellowship with Christ. We are in communion with Christ. No wonder. Paul writes and says, God is faithful. Who has called us to be in fellowship with his son Jesus Christ. So we see Paul again, even in his 
you know, uh, retreating the reality of the love of God towards us identifies this love in the three persons of the one God. But as many who are led by the Spirit are sons of God and co with Christ. So it's a call to come and share in the Trinitarian uh, community. So the place of the three persons in one God in our salvific journey cannot be overemphasized. It's such a mystery that when we want to decode how can God be one manifesting in three distinctive personalities? How can we articulate it? With a human mind, you cannot understand that. It can only be understood by faith. And the church says, don't try to see I can figure it with your mind. It is something that the human mind cannot articulate. It should be accepted as a what? As a faith article. Because we see it happen, but we don't know how it happens. Amen. Amen. And so the joy to be co-heard with Christ and be led by the Spirit to become children and sons of God. In the Gospel, Jesus commissions his disciples with a mandate to go out to the whole world proclaiming the good news. He said, he said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, make disciples of all nations. And as you do this, don't forget that this cannot be accomplished without recognizing the three persons in one God who carried out this wondrous and mysterious work of salvation. And so, as you go, baptizing them in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, in the name of the Holy Spirit. So for your salvation to be complete and perfect, the three persons of one God must have one or two realities, you know, manifested in your life. Sometime ago, I was having a reflection with uh, some of my priest brothers, you know, when we reflect on the word of God. And in that reflection, this reality dawned on us. Like when he said, baptizing them in the name. <laughs> he didn't say baptizing them in water, right? Hmm? He said baptizing them in the name. And the word baptism in Greek is baptizo. Baptizo means to soak something into water until all the bubbles of air in that thing has left and is completely subsumed inside water. So he was not telling them, baptizing them in the name. So because it is has to, it has to do with water that is expelling bubbles, that's why we use water as a symbol. The water is a symbol. You don't say, baptize them in the name of the Father. Meaning, soak them into God until all the bubbles of the human nature in them is off. Then, you bring them out. Baptize them again in the sun. May the fullness of the sun permeate every part of their being until all the bubbles goes out again. Then, baptize them again in the Holy Spirit. In other words, for your salvation to be perfect and efficacious, you must have the fullness of the Father in you. You must have the fullness of the person of the Father in you. 
must have the fullness of the person of the Son in you. Must have the fullness of the person of the Holy Spirit in you. Because you have been soaked into God the Father. Soaked into God the Son. Soaked into God the Holy Spirit. That completes your life. And so that's what you know, explains the fact that we are participators of the Trinity of God. So we are not just celebrating the Trinity as a mystery out there, but we are celebrating the Trinity as a mystery that relates to us. That God has opened himself up to us so that all of us can become part with him in the gracious grace of the Trinity of the Godhead. What a glorious invitation. No wonder at the Mass, when the priest begins the Mass, he begins and says, May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father, and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. So at every Mass, we are being invited to continue to partake and remain in the union of the Holy Trinity. So your life is anchored on the three persons of the one God. He lives in you. He manifests himself in you in the three personalities. Distinct in unity. One in essence. And so we should be open to this love and live by it. Teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always. In the Father, I'm with you. In the Son, I'm with you. In the Holy Spirit, I'm with you. And God has manifested himself to us this way because we're in time. We're in time and space. And so we can experience him in this dimension. But it's just one God that is relating with us. I will be with you until the end of time. I will be with you in the person of the Father. I will be with you in the person of the Son. I will be with you in the person of the Holy Spirit. I have manifested myself as a father, creating my own image and likeness. I have demonstrated myself in the Son as one who loves, who cares for you, and is ever out there to keep you to himself and preserve you from destruction. Now I am with you perpetually to the end of the world in my spirit, sanctifying you daily, strengthening you daily, vitalizing you daily. So that even though you don't see me in my person as the father, and you don't see me in my person as the son, just know by my spirit I'm ever with you. And the essence of the Trinity is that we become participators in the very life of God called eternal life. And that's why we articulate it in our creed when we say, I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, and the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father. And the son. When it comes to your life, your life becomes a life of adoration in whom we adore. And we glorify him. It's an adoration that we glorify him. Then finally, I want to look at the prayer of Jesus in John chapter 17 that articulates our celebration today and opens our eyes to see our place in the Trinity. The essence of today's celebration is to celebrate God who has manifested himself 
in the Trinity and also to show you that you have a place in the Trinity. John chapter 17. Reading from verse 20. He says, I do not pray for this only, but also for those who believe in me through their word. That they all may be one as you, Father, are in me and I in you. That they also may be one in us. There's this consciousness even in the mind of Jesus that he is who he is because of the Father and the Spirit. God the Father is God the Father because of the Son and the Spirit. God the Holy Spirit is God the Spirit because of the Father and the Son. There is this consciousness in the Trinitarian community. There's this connectedness, even though they are all distinct. There is this singular purpose, one spirit at work. And so even Jesus himself, while he was praying for the disciples, and praying for as many who shall receive the gospel on account of the work of the apostles, he said, Father, may they be one. Amen. May they be one, even as I and you are one. Hmm. I'm touched by this. I don't know about you. What was he picturing in his mind? Father, may they be one. Just as I and you, we are one. You are in me and I'm in you. May they become one and be in us. He continues and says, that the world may believe that you have sent me. Verse 22, he says, and the glory which you gave me, I have given to them. So as the Father is in Jesus, and as Jesus is in the Father, so he's saying that you too, all of us, will be in the Trinity also. Sharing in their essence. Sharing in their unity. Sharing in their glory. Mm. So when I participate in the God who exists as three persons, one being, one divine nature, co-eternal, co-equal, one essence in nature, in power, in action, in will. What does this communicate to us? We are all one. The human race is one race, carrying the image of God. This retraces again the fact that we must walk in the world to be united, irrespective of color, irrespective of nation, irrespective of our background. We are one people. We must see ourselves as a united human family. We must do this out of love. Unfortunately, we live in a world that is so frustrated, divided, where there's no unity. Where color has constant nuisance to our existence. Where places and our identity, based on language, based on culture, has divided us so much. To the point where the greatest enemy of man today is not a beast in the forest. Where the greatest enemy of man today is not the human, natural disasters, volcanoes, flood, and all the uh, things that happen. Now the greatest enemy of man 
has become the very human being that shares the same nature. Why the wars? Why the fightings? Why the violence? Why the quarrels? Why the misunderstandings? Because humanity has forgotten her source. Humanity is blinded from its reality. Why all the quarrels and all the tensions in families? Brothers fighting brother. Sisters fighting sister. Parents fighting children. Children fighting, you know, parents. Every day our world is disintegrating. In a division that is so obscure and so difficult to amend. Jesus has always prayed that whom we want. One in understanding. One in unity. Tolerating one another. Living in a human family bound by love. And so as we celebrate this great mystery and this great feast today, we are drawing strength from the grace and the life of the Holy Trinity. We are drawing that love, that unity, that co-essence that they share. That our world is wounded by division. Wounded by disintegration. We be healed in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. That a church that celebrates this today, the Catholic Church has seen as one universal church. The church of the body of Christ. That celebrates this feast today. This great celebration. May open ourselves to receive this love again, to receive this unity again, and we become the transmitters of the life of the Trinity in our broken world, in our broken families, in our broken and divided, you know, existence. That we can be able to bring that true love again, that unity that God desires. God never created us to be divided. God never created us to be different. God never created us to live in this array. He has always addressed us as one family. We have one source. We have one life. And sometime, you know, I was reflecting on this yesterday, and something struck me. You see, if you are sick and you go to the hospital, and they say you need blood, sometimes they give you blood, you don't know where it's coming from. Amen. Amen. Okay, in a scenario of our country where there's this very deep division between the Yorubas, the Igbos, and the, the, the Hausas, and other tribes. And you may say, ah, I will not marry this Igbo person. The Yoruba say, ah, I don't marry Igbo. I don't marry uh, Hausa. And the Hausa say, I won't marry Igbo. I won't marry Yoruba, and all that. But when you are sick, you may not know. That the person that you spotted on yesterday and say, I don't like this person. Maybe the person went to the hospital and donated blood and left. And now you are sick at the point of death. They say they need blood. Oh, there's one blood in the blood bank here. They bring the blood. Are you there to know who has that blood? And they fire the whole thing to you. <laughs> now you are carrying the blood of the person you don't want to get married to. Can you imagine that? I don't think many of us think about this. Oh, you have kidney failure. Mm-hmm. Maybe somebody had an accident and they harvested the kidney. I mean, maybe the person that you dealt with, 
You may not even want to eat with or sit the same bench with. But now, they are putting the kidney of that person into you for it to be alive. How are you there to vet who owns, who owns that kidney? So when you understand this, you now see that we are one. God has created us to be connected to each other. You see, my life is in you, and you, your life is in me. The white man who is sick can take the kidney of a black man, but he is a core racist. Out of the air we breathe. I breathe in this air. I blow it out. The thing goes straight to your nose. You carry what I've brought out, and you fire in this also. As we're in this place, if we lock this place, we start breathing our airs together. And you say, you're a black man, you're a a white man, you're this, you're that. But we're sharing the same air. Why can't we bring division in the air we're breathing? You see, we're one race. The same drug treats all of us. Why the division? Why the quarrels? Why the tensions? Ah, people say, we don't relate with these people. These ones are the Osus. These ones are the freeborn. What is the meaning of all that nonsense? But when they bring the kingdom of an Osu to save you, you will buy it in, with millions. Why can't you say this is Osu, Osu, Osu blood or Osu kidney? You see the point? The same person you say you don't want to consider as a brother or as a one with you will go and be a, a pharmacy and make, make, make drugs and he's one selling the drugs. You can't buy the drug because you want to be alive. When it comes to critical realities of life, we forget our division. But when life is okay and smooth, we bring in division. What a disaster. Are we not fooling ourselves? Human beings are feel that we are divided. This is a this is an advanced country. This is a poor country. These are these people and all that. But in the critical situation of life, we forget that division. And so more than ever, the celebration today stirs us up again to understand that we are one. God is saying, hey, we are one. Be united. See yourself in your neighbor, no matter how the person appears. I am in you. You are in me. We are all connected. We share the same life. And that's why when somebody dies, we all feel it. There's this sense of, oh, why this death? Why? There's a connection. When somebody dies, something has died in me. No matter what. No matter what. There's an instinct in the human nature that resists the destruction of the other. And so more than ever today, may we open ourselves to this spirit of unity, this spirit of love, this spirit of the essence of God in our hearts. As we who are Christians and Catholics celebrate this today, we are in a better opportunity to trap this love again and say, God, we want to bring your healing to the world that is divided. Jesus, we want to be the answer to your prayer of John chapter 17 from verse 20. That you say that they may all be one. As you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be in one another and be in us. Precious Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for the opportunity has given to us. You have loved us so much that you want us to be part of you. Sharing in your unity. Sharing in your love. Sharing in your eternal eternal nature. 
be part of the co-eternal, co-equal, one in essence. As we celebrate this feast today, break the walls and the barriers that divide us. Break the walls and barriers of division, of prejudice, and all forms of institutions that we have created for ourselves that makes us to despise one another. May our eyes be open again. Let the darkness of division, the darkness of error, the darkness of disunity that has eaten up into the souls of our lives, making this world a place that is difficult to live, that our healing power will come on us again in the name of Jesus Christ. And as individuals, and as a family, may we trap this love and go back. Father, love your children. Children, love your parents. Husband and wife, God himself has said, what God has put together, let no man put asunder. That even though you are, you, are, you are two, but you are one in essence. You are one in essence. May we become bearers and transmitters of this essence of God in our day-to-day lives. And this is how God wants us to manifest his love. All this we ask through Christ our Lord. Amen. I will sing a song of the Holy Trinity. Who has a song for the Holy Trinity here? Amen. Amen. Who can remember any song on the Holy Trinity here? Choir. Any song? God the Father, God the Son. God the Holy Ghost, thank you. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. God the Son, God the Holy Ghost, thank you. God the Son, thank you. The Father, thank you. God the Holy Ghost, thank you. God the Holy Ghost, thank you. God the Holy Ghost, thank you. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost, thank you. God the Holy Ghost, thank you. God the Father, thank you. God the Son, thank you. God the Spirit, thank you. God the Holy Ghost, thank you. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost, thank you. God the Father, 